0: Praise God. Who's got the victory today? I'm preaching today. I just had this on my heart because it's a, just kind of jump right into the middle of a question of why was there a need? Why is there a need for a new new covenant? Why was there a need for a new one? God had the old one for hundreds of years. Amen. Children of Israel had to follow it to be... uh to be
1: righteous in God's eyes. So um, why um,
0: why the need for a new one? Why not just stick with the old one and say this is the covenant between God and his people? If you want to expand it outside the walls of the children of Israel, then fine, let the world come in. But um, he sought a new covenant and had a plan for a new one. Amen. And some people want to, it seems like there's churches. If you're one of these churches, we love you. God bless you. You might be weird, but we love you. (laughs) Uh, And um, one of these churches that wants to practice a lot of old covenant practices. I've I've even heard of them. Some of them, you know, uh, wanting to have Shabbat and and, uh, you know, where all the men wear yarmulkes and the women cover their head in a, some kind of a, uh, scarf or something. And, uh, and, and, and practice all kinds of things. Well, I'm thinking, well, problem with that. Here's here's a problem even from the old covenant and keep all the feast days and all that. Now, if you want to do that privately as a believer, you can, but I have to tell you, it will not add one ounce to your righteousness to do that. You're not getting favor from God by practicing old covenant customs. That will not help you. Now, if you enjoy that sort of thing, like like a, like if you enjoy going to a Mexican restaurant and wearing a sombrero, you know, and a poncho, then that maybe you're just interested in that kind of culture. And that's great. Amen. I enjoy Mexican restaurants, don't you? I don't know about wearing the sombrero because I don't know how many heads it's been on. Maybe if I bring my own sombrero. And I find other cultures interesting. Uh, you know, and sometimes you find a little taste of that through their food. But praise God. So if you find, if you find old covenant, uh, children of Israel things interesting, then have at it, and I know that they are, they do, if you study it right, they do point to Christ. It is a type of Christ. But why would we settle for the type if we have the real? Don't everybody shout me down. I see that hand in this section here. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us clearly why we have to have a new covenant. Amen? And so let's see, how many believe we ought to just go with God? So the new covenant was not an invention of the Catholic church. The new covenant was not an an invention of the Protestant church, the Lutherans. The new covenant is not something that was made up by an anti-Semitic group marching through the streets of Jerusalem. Some folks would almost almost are saying that in reverse, but it's not that. It's God's idea for God to so love the world. He wanted the world included in His family. Amen. Yes, His original group was the children of Israel, the Jews. Amen. And He wanted the He wanted them to be His people. He said they would be to him a people. He would be their God. But praise God, the Bible says that before the foundations of the earth, even before that idea, was the new idea. Kind of interesting, isn't it? That the new plan was before the foundations of the earth. Can you say amen? And so, we have this new covenant. And for us today, we live in the new covenant. That's why we don't, that's why I don't have the Ark of the Covenant out here on a big table. And I don't have, you know, something else out here on the big table. What we have prominent in this church is this gigantic cross <laughs> behind us because because that's the symbol of, of the new covenant. Amen. Now, we don't worship the cross We don't worship the pulpit or the pews or any of the other things. We don't even worship the Bible in the sense of being a a holy book. But what we worship is Jesus and we worship his finished work and we worship the name of the Lord our God. Amen. And we obey the Bible and we respect and honor it. There's a difference. And we honor the symbols of Christianity. Praise the Lord because it represents A New Testament and a New Covenant. Preach, Pastor. need a little encouragement here this morning. Some of y'all need to get a little Pentecostal on me. Help me out. All right, let's look at Hebrews 8. And we're going to read verses uh, 6 through 10. And then we're going to read verse 12 and 13. We'll skip 11. Uh, just to save time, all right? Uh, But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. Look at that, better. How many think if you've got something offered to you and one is better, why wouldn't you take the better? No, I'll just stick with the old one that doesn't work too well. No, that would be ridiculous. I don't know why, I don't know why we have churches today who are uh, who are hanging on to that old covenant when when they have the entire book of Hebrews and all of Paul's revelation showing the benefits of the new I it makes no sense to me unless there's just absolutely no revelation of the finished work of Christ. Maybe that's the story, but I'll tell you what, we're the, our, you know, one of our key scriptures at this church and in our ministry at large is, uh, we won't turn there right now. We might towards the end. Ephesians two, eight tells us that we're saved by grace. We're not saved by works. Did you know that even under the old covenant you couldn't get saved by works. You could get your sins covered for one year at a time. Isn't that something? But you could never have them erased. Praise the Lord. Well, I hope this is helping you. It's helping me. This is my song and dance, as you know. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, again, by how much also he is the mediator, talking about Christ, of a better covenant. Everybody say better. Everybody say more excellent. There's comparisons being made here, which was established upon better promises. How many see these theme here? more excellent, in other words, mo better <laughs> as we say in the south, mo better <laughs> more excellence <laughs> better covenant, amen, more excellent. And, and better prom, better covenant and better promises. Wow. That sounds pretty good to me. Maybe we should look at. Okay, let's go to verse 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless. This is God talking about his own covenant that he made. How many believe it's God? Because it's, it's Holy Spirit inspired. These are the words of God to me. I don't care who wrote it. Amen. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Makes sense, right? Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. Because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days which have already been completed. Saith the Lord. Wait, go back. Not finished. (laughs) It's easier to read those words than my tiny print Bible. I will put my laws in their mind. I will write them in their hearts. And I shall be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. See, in other words, and he says, we don't have time to go through the whole Paul's revelation this morning, but he talks about the tablets of stone, meaning the Ten Commandments, being the administration of death. You think, oh my, now you're against the Ten Commandments. No, that's ridiculous. If you say that, you're a liar, and I pray that your earlobes don't match anymore. And you look weird, uh, made the flies of a thousand camels, you know uh, whatever um, no and and Paul was not disrespecting it. he was just saying that there is a new covenant where the laws are not written on tablets of stone, and we stand there and stare at them like a great monolith, but that the laws of God are written
1: in our hearts.
0: I don't think any one of us got up this morning and had to go refer to the Ten Commandments to make sure we didn't steal, rape, pillage, and kill somebody. Are you with me? Well, I've just had this overwhelming urge to go next door and murder the neighbors. No. Why? Because the spirit of God has written his laws or put his own heart. It's beyond just written laws. I got to remember, I got to memorize all these things. No, it's the heart of God himself beating in your body.
1: In your heart. Partakers. Preach, pastor. Partakers of the divine nature.
0: How many believe God gets up in the morning <laughs> as if He sleeps? He slumbers not nor sleeps, but how many believe God starts off the our day with with uh, having to forgive a bunch of people that he's held a grudge against and uh, and he's, and he's deciding whether he's going to wipe out Ethiopia once again or not, and I mean you know how many believe God struggles with murder and hatred? And, 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 um, offense and all these problems. How many believe that that's God? No. His, why? You'd say that's not His nature. What is His nature? God is love. Woo! Preach, pastor. God is love. God is mercy. God is grace. God is goodness. How how many believe that He's all those things? Or is He just is he like, you know, King Henry VIII
1: pacing around trying to decide whose head's coming off next? No. He's a
0: loving God. He's a forgiving God. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's pretty good. And so guess what? That's why we don't struggle with those things either. Well, you don't know. I've got some mad at Sister Ledbetter that I, you know, she's Ledbetter and everybody. I got some, <laughs> I got some, I got some mad at Sister Ledbetter this morning that I decided I, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm going home. you know. But you know what? That's not our real nature. Did you know that's not who we really are? Did you know that that's just the flesh? We, we get all offended and riled up and dusted up and whatever, right? Sometimes. Let he that was, let he that is without sin come down and answer the first altar call for
1: liars.
0: (laughs) We've all been there. We've all, we've all been there, right? With our flesh and and getting upset and things. But praise God, when we really check down deep in our heart, we find we have the, we have the, the goodness of God. Am I, am I helping anybody today? Look at that. I'll write, I'll put my laws into their mind. I'll write them in their hearts. I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. That's us folks. Praise the Lord. We're inclined. I don't care how many preachers there are. And if this goes, if, if I get hate mail on this, then fine. We'll, we have a special file for that circular. Uh, and it has a bag inside it. Protect things. Uh, it's, it's the, it's purgatory for the shredder.
1: <laughs>
0: but, uh, look, if I get hate mail because I'm being arrogant and whatever, then, then that's appropriate. But if I get hate mail because I'm preaching the Word of God, then so be it. Amen. And persecution for preaching the word. And you can get persecuted right inside your own group. But I'm going to tell you right now that uh, this business is almost like Christians being the second group of people or second class citizens in God's mind is ridiculous. Bible says we, meaning all people, are the apple of his eye. Hallelujah. There's not one group above another. I'll just leave it right there. And, uh, if you want to, you know, send me a hate letter over that, fine. But I'm telling you, God loves all people. And the Bible says in John 3, 16, that, uh, He loved the whole world. And He gave His only begotten Son for this new covenant. And it, we have just read. It's not like there's dual covenant, folks. There's not like, well, the old is still going. See, this is what's being preached that the old covenant is still intact, and, and, and that's for whoever wants that one, and then the, the the other ones that want an upgrade, they go to the new. That is heresy, actually, false doctrine. Because the Bible just told us that if there was if if there had not been fault found in the first there wouldn't be a a, a need for a new, and the other one has done away you understand that? Did you know they're not making
1: 1959 El Dorados anymore? Did you know they're not making them?
0: Did you know you can't go to the Cadillac dealer and order a 1959 Eldorado convertible with Batman wings on the back? Because it was made obsolete just
1: one year later. Do you understand that? No, why try to walk in something
0: that the Bible calls obsolete? So you're going to say, well, what's the purpose for the law then? What's the purpose for the Old Testament? I'm glad you ask. We're going to go there eventually. If I can get through with this, you know how I am.
1: Okay, go to verse 11. 12, sorry. For I will be merciful
0: to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Which means, by the way, temple worship with sacrifices and all that would never go with that verse of scripture because the Bible that we're going to read pretty soon tells us it's a remembrance of the same sin over and over So it would, it doesn't work. You can't mix the two. That's what mixture is. Somebody asked one time, you know, what, what's real, what, what is mixture? Mixture is trying to mix those two covenants together and you can't. It's like oil and, oil and vinegar. How many has ever had oil and vinegar salad dressing and you shake that bottle and you better pour fast because it's going to separate in a half a second. And you can shake it till your arm falls off and it's never going to blend. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. Remember, Okay, go to verse 13. In that he saith, look, a new covenant. Everybody say new covenant. New covenant. He hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. Now there again, I have friends who preach, well, they, yes, this is all to Christians. For Christians, this is true. No, I think that the book is addressed to Hebrews. Don't know who that might be, but i was just saying. Okay, I'll move along. This is scary stuff. All right, Hebrews 10, <laughs> verse 1. I have good reasons for not posting certain things on Facebook because I have caused small wars trying to just lift up the name of Jesus in the Christian church. Isn't that something? Give me a Pentecostal break. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? We're going to read a lot of verses here straight through. And we got time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the law, talking about Moses, the law of Moses, the old covenant, right? The law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never, I, okay, let me just get this straight. I, all, everybody on the, the internet and every, I didn't write this. Joseph Prince didn't write this. Uh, Andrew Womack didn't write it. Kenneth Hagin didn't write it. Brother Copeland didn't write it. Amen. Your favorite preacher, Charles Stanley, I don't know who you got. This is from the book of Hebrews from the Bible. Amen. Okay, just, I wanted to disclaimer that. For the, cause I would love to go, can I soapbox just for a second? I would love to go to some of these conferences and have these scriptures read. Nobody's going to read them because you can't preach heresy and put that up on the screen. Okay, that's enough. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never, everybody say never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year. What do you think that's talking about? Continually make the comers thereunto perfect or complete. You can only be complete in Christ. Go to verse 2. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. In other words, if it would have worked. Because our current sacrifice is not continually offered. Jesus went to the cross once. Died once. Was buried Once and rose again once and for all. He's not continually climbing up on the cross. Well, it's Thursday. That means it's crucifixion day.
1: No, he did it once. For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshipers, here we go, this is what hit me yesterday when I was, At a Japanese restaurant, and all of a sudden, this
0: came at me during the volcano phase of the
1: the thing—the onion on fire. It said, "It's sin consciousness. It's, it
0: just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's sin consciousness that God wants us free from." And it's sin consciousness that the devil uses against us to have faith. Because the minute you go to pray or to proclaim or to have faith, the devil brings up all the things you didn't do right. and Maybe something recently and you got into offense or strife or something. And the devil will beat you up with your weaknesses. Folks, come on. We all know it's true. And God wants us free from sin consciousness. That doesn't mean we don't admit it when we miss it or make amends and all that. Come on, we're not in the ditch. But on the other hand, there is a truth that the Bible tells us that our, our um, in the writings, the letters of John, the Bible tells us that, uh, that God is greater than our old condemned heart. And that if our heart, not God, not God. If our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. How do you get rid of a condemned heart? By
1: parking in Christ. Glory. Bah! Fired up. Amen. For then...
0: See... See, see, it wouldn't we wouldn't have to keep offering it. And be everybody gets all excited Wait, well, did you know what's happening on the Temple Mount? They're going to
1: Big deal. It won't fix it. It was fixed by Christ. If I preach this outside of my own pulpit, scarlet, can you imagine the persecution?
0: Scarlett's going, yes, so oh God probably changed directions. I have to preach it. It's in the
1: New Testament. For then would they have not ceased to be offered?
0: Makes sense to me because that the worshiper, i beat up the microphone, because that the worshippers once purged should, should have had No more conscious of sin if the sacrifice worked. But it didn't. Keep reading. But in those sacrifices,
1: here was the problem. It went the opposite direction. In those sacrifices. For it is not possible.
0: Everybody say not possible. I want this preached at the next convention.
1: It's not going to be. I'm telling you that the blood of bulls and of
0: goats should take away sins. Uh, Not possible. Wherefore, when he say, comes to the world, he says, sacrifice and offering thou wouldst not, but a body hast thou prepared me. Keep reading. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast
1: had no pleasure. Why would he suddenly have it? Then said I, lo,
0: I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, sacrifice, in case we didn't get it the first time, let's repeat it, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldst not, neither hast pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then he said, he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God, he taketh away the first. He, God, taketh away the first, that he may establish
1: the second. There is no dual covenant, folks. There's only one. (laughs) It's Christ. I didn't make this up. If you don't like it, write
0: paul.com at gmail or whatever. See if it makes it to him. I don't know. By the which will, we are sanctified through trying to give the offerings of blood anyway. Is that what it says? No. We are sanctified through what? Is this helping your faith? I'm trying to show
1: you this complete work. How beautiful it is. It's the only answer. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body
0: of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take
1: away sins. How, when can that take them away? For something that doesn't work. and
0: The Bible says doesn't work. Just why? Give me three reasons. This makes no sense, does it? But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering... He hath perfected forever by one offering. And folks, that offering is once and for all. One time, one time deal. For by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness
1: to us. For after that, he had said before, this is My law, once again, I will put my laws into their hearts,
0: and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission
1: of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest,
0: place is implied, by the blood of Jesus,
1: by a new and living way. Not a dead, not an old and dying way, a
0: new and living way. Which he hath consecrated for us through the veil,
1: that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest, Let us draw near. See,
0: what does this new covenant teaching and doctrine do for us? It causes us to do this. Instead of hiding from God, sin consciousness, right? Saying, oh, Lord, you know those prayers. We used to pray. Thank God we got delivered. Oh, Lord, I'm not worthy to stand in your presence. Oh, Lord, holy, you're so holy and I'm so not. And so many songs say that. That's why we won't sing those songs. we we got plenty of songs to sing. We don't have to sing those. You say, well, who do you think you are, Brother David? I, I'm, I'm a son of God redeemed by the blood of Jesus. That's all? Well, that sounds pretty arrogant to me. It's, it, no, it, it's not arrogant. It's actually the height of humility to admit that you can't fix yourself. Let us draw near. So what are we going to do once we discover this new covenant? We're going to draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Woo! Isn't that beautiful? Huh? And our bodies
1: washed with pure water. That would be holy water. What does it mean to hold fast? You get a grip on it. You don't let go. Uh, It's like we have Blanche or, you know,
0: Georgia University of Georgia, you know, English bulldogs or any other kind of bulldog. They have a they have a bite and a grip. And once they decide to bite down on something, they ain't letting go until they decide to let go. And they can hang on all day, you know. You can you can play with them with a piece of rope or something, and that bulldog will wear you out before you wear it out, because it has a grip that and 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 is determined to hang on. That's the kind of hold fast I believe it means here. We're going to hold fast. You'll pry this out of our cold dead fingers, so to speak. In other words, we're hanging on to this. Truth. Amen. Let's hold fast the profession or confession of our faith. What's the confession of our faith? I'm complete in Christ. I'm a new creature in him. It's all about him. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm holding on to these truths. Amen. For he is faithful that promised. And let us consider One another to provoke each other unto love and to good works. So there's good works. They say, well, the grace people never talk about works. Well, Paul's a grace person and he's talking about works here. We provoke one another to good works by love, not
1: by this is a mandatory meeting. Oh, my. And I've often thought, well, what happens to me if I don't go? I
0: miss the mandatory meeting. I don't know. I don't like like that stuff. I don't think you have to do mandatory if you'll walk in love towards folks. Amen. Then you have a congregation like this one
1: that's wanting to do things, that's wanting to help, that's wanting. And then fill in the blank. And see,
0: I don't do well with that. If you require me, I'm tend I have a tendency to go the other way. <laughs> Pray for your pastor. That by the time he hits about 80, he might be somewhat mature. I got a ways to go.
1: All right. Romans 3. Uh, where where are we going? Romans 3. And uh, 19,
0: because you might ask the question then, well, then what's all the hullaboo, blue, all,
1: hullabaloo, hullabaloo, that's not speaking in tongues. <laughs> Why is it even mentioned in the
0: Bible? Why didn't it just pass by? Well, because there's purpose for it, and here here's what it is. How many want to know what is the purpose then for the Old Covenant law?
1: What is it? Verse 19. Now we know that what... ...the children of Israel at the time, the Jews at the time, that every mouth may... But
0: but this is for the whole world, this part. See, there's a colon. Do you see that? Punctuation... That every mouth that's me and you, every mouth say every every means me, because if you're a mouth, you got a mouth, you're an every <laughs> every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God, keep reading, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall. No flesh be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now did you see that purpose there? That the whole world
1: stands guilty before God. The law has the power You know what that means? There isn't one person that can stand up and say, I'm better than you. Because of my actions. Spiritually better, we could at least say that. Spiritually better.
0: Because of my actions. No, all of our mouths are shut up when it comes to works. But... We can only boast, like Paul said, I will only boast in Christ. I will not boast of myself. He says, if, I, if any man has cause to boast, I more, right? Remember seven things of the tribe of Benjamin, and the you know, uh, uh, an, an Israeli of the Israelis and all these things he said. Remember, I'm a Pharisee concerning the law, um, blameless concerning the righteousness of the law. Remember what he said about all that? About the boasting in the flesh? You know what he said about it? He says, I I count it as dung. Now, if you don't know the meaning of that word, look it up. I will explain it to you on Sunday morning in our beautiful little chapel here. But uh, I'll tell you this about dung. You don't want a lot of it on your shoe when you get in your car. Okay. might give you a clue as to how Paul felt about comparing works. But when it comes to Real righteousness and spirituality that comes through Christ alone. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh. How much? How about you? How about Sister Smith that just seems so holy? What about brother, what about brother Bill that seems so holy? What about somebody else, you know? No, no flesh. How much?
1: What about the Pope? What about ...justified in his sight, for by the law
0: is the knowledge of sin. But now, everybody say now. See, that was then, but this is now, right? How many can go back and relive your
1: life from before? Can't do it, can you? It's gone. Whether it was good or whether it was bad, it's gone. But
0: now... Now I'm bumping into a 550-pound piano. The piano won, let me tell you. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets or on the outside of the law. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Say that means me. But there's a cure. We don't just park there. Now see, some evangelicals even will park there and say, well, we've all sinned we've fallen short of the glory of God. This I'm a sinner saved by grace. And You know, no, that's not. You don't. You don't stop in the middle of a
1: thought and make that your confession. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But don't stay there. Be Here's your. Here's your. Here's your. Ah. Eh, here's your confession,
0: not verse 23. This is your confession. I am being. Right now, this is happening to me and it's happening to you. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. we got four more verses. See, that's the confession. Not, well, we've all said, and of the glory of God. How many's heard that?
1: And, and they just stop there. Like selective doctrine here. You can't do that. That's like somebody giving you a list of items to get, you know, to make a cake or something. It's called half-baked.
0: And I'm telling you, we've got half-baked Christianity out there that just stops dead cold on some verse. And it's usually
1: a verse that condemns us instead of one that sets us free. I'm telling you, how many
0: have already experienced that? Since learning a little more, hopefully in this church, in the last several years, since learning more of who you are in Christ and righteous standing with God. How many have it's changed your life? It's made a difference in your prayer life. It's made a difference in
1: our in our faith, isn't it? Amen. It, it, trying to do the right thing. It's not on your trying to do the right thing.
0: It's on him doing the only thing that made a difference. Whom God hath set forth to be a... If people only knew what we were preaching in here, the place would be packed. I'm telling you, they're afraid of churches because they're afraid that it's a condemnation center. I've heard people say that to me, Pastor Scarlett. I invite to church and, well, I don't know, I'm trying to do better and I, maybe I'll get good enough where I can come over there. It's like, it ain't about that. Come in dirty and whatever. We're all dirty when it comes to just our flesh. But we 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 come in and receive a cleansing from Christ and from salvation. Oh my god, there is so much of this in the world today. Of everybody's, it's humanism. Everybody's gonna cure themselves with their magnificent brain. <laughs> well, the problem with curing yourself is you're the one that's got the problem. Me too. You don't want to know the mess I would be if it wasn't for Christ. I probably would be dead or something. I mean, you know, come on. I'm rough around the edges with Christ. I'd be an absolute chainsaw without him probably. It's not rough around the edges. I still think I'm still wool, but it's a zero weight. It's a little softer. It'll still scratch you, but not as deep. Whom God hath set forth. To be a propitiation. In other words, the propitiation means the price demanded for this the, the uh, infraction. What the judge judge has set as a price. That's who that's who God of uh, Christ is, Who God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God. Keep reading. To declare, I say, at this time, at this time, say it now, at this time, say that, now at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay! I love that, nay. Nay! Eh! No! Wrong! nuka Nine, nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, and there's the conclusion to the message,
1: <laughs> therefore we
0: conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Jerry, uh, do you have that verse, that one verse in the Amplified right there? Verse, uh, oh, this is so powerful. We hold that a man is justified and made upright by faith, independent of and distinctly apart from good deeds, works of the law. The observance of the law has nothing to do with justification. Look at that. That's as bold as it gets, isn't it? I've often thought about getting some big banner when I go out to preach places that has that on there. The observance of the law has nothing to do with justification. But I'm afraid they wouldn't even let me put it up, even though it's Scripture. Praise the Lord. But it's the truth, isn't it? The observance of the law has nothing to do with justification. Do we have that in the Message Bible? I think it's very similar. We finally figured it out, our lives getting in a step with God and all others by letting him set the pace not by proudly or anxiously trying to run the parade. Eh, that's okay. But uh, the Amplified is better. Praise the Lord. How many can see that? It doesn't mean that we go out and go crazy and, and jump into sin and be as wild and woolly as we know how. I'm going to tell you that it's not even possible because when we're talking about the things of God, we're talking about being partakers of the divine nature. Christ is in us. And you know what His in us is? The hope of glory. Good stuff today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I'd rather preach that all day long than talk about coronaviruses and rioting. So, amen. You can get plenty of that on the news. Any of you you want, pick your channel. Praise the Lord. But we're not here to preach Social issues. We're here to preach the
1: word of the living God. Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hands and thank God for the word. today.